I'm Greg Miller, and you're listening to Rabbit Hole Media. It kind of sounds gross, but I don't think it is. Welcome to Press Start, episode 134, your weekly video game podcast right here on Rabbit Hole Media. I am one of your hosts, Christian Lasherman, as always, and as usual, I am joined by the Jeremy Clarkson of video games, Mr. Jack Netley Thompson. Good evening. Welcome back to the show. It's been a few weeks. How are you? I'm all right. I'm all right. Good. I don't know why I said that so slowly. I've no hey. idea why I said that so slowly, but I'm okay. I'm fine. I'm tired. I'm done. Let's <laughs> head up with everything. Oh, but hello. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah, these are. This is a. That is a sentiment I understand. You're speaking from within my soul. In, in, <laughs> I, I get it. I get you. I get you. Uh, I'm glad you agree. <laughs> hey. you can share in my fed upiness. <laughs> <laughs> I die very much do. I'm off tomorrow. Uh, I'm not, which is part of the reason. I'm sorry. <laughs> sorry. I'm so tired. I'm so tired. So it's been a mental week. Mental week. This morning on the shift at work, I was on the early and I was the only person wrote it on. So from 8 to, no, from 9 a.m. to 11 a.m. this morning, it was just me. It's moments like that that make me think, how has a company survived this long at this size with such terrible organizational <laughs> so skills? We've got, we've got like a live chat between all the rest of the like online stuff. I just did Google Hangout group and I just went on there. First thing in the morning was like, morning Sunday crew. Nice and chirpy like I normally do. And then no one replied. I was like, oh, that's weird. Oh, whatever. And then I loaded up the chats and started talking to some customers. And I was like, no one else replied. It's been like, we've been on for like 10 minutes. No one's replied. Had to look at the rotor. Oh, it's just me. It's just me in today. So then I spent the next like half hour, 45 minutes having a conversation with myself in the work group chat <laughs> just to try Good. and prove my point. <laughs> Good. It's, uh, Excellent. Yeah, it's been one of those mornings. But one of those mornings, this is Press Start, your weekly video game podcast right here on Rabbit Hole Media. If you like what you're doing and what you're doing is watching us, you can follow us on Twitter at rabbithole underscore yeah, rabbit hole underscore UK. You can subscribe to us on YouTube where you can see us anytime that you wish. You can follow us on Twitch at rabbit hole media and you can subscribe and follow on multiple different podcast services on and around the internet. Indeed. And now you can follow us on Instagram at rabbit hole media underscore UK for all of the behind the scenes tits and bits if you would like to support us you can head to merch.rabbitholemedia.co.uk where you can buy a wide range of merchandise that just recently got wider and finally if you're watching us live on twitch and are an amazon prime member you get one free twitch prime membership a month please find it within your hearts to give the free membership to us it will not cost you a penny but will go a very long way in helping us bring you the shows that you love i haven't said indeed in a while you haven't, because you've not been on this show for a few weeks, and then the other show you host, so you don't get to say indeed. Did you forget the word? No, 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 I didn't forget the word. It just feels good to, you know, to reclaim my own catchphrase, you know. Oh, I appreciate it. I mean, it's not long now as well. This is the month, Jack. It's this month. It is. It is. It's not long until I can sit in that nice-ish blue chair. <laughs> Okay, I thought you were going to take it, have a dig at the room. The chair, I'll take. No! I'll check no, that. No, no, it no, it wasn't the... the most expensive chair. 
However, remember the wobbly handles? Yeah. Wobbly handles. Have you fixed them? I haven't fixed them. Have they been fixed? But they have or been fixed. Or have you wobbled them so much that they've just come off? <laughs> yeah, just come. No, they have been <laughs> fixed. <laughs> you can thank you can thank Tom Whittle for fixing the chairs. Oh, did Mr. Tom come around, did he? Tom was here for a point, noticed the wobbly chairs, and was like, I'm going to fix these, and just fixed them. <laughs> this is why we like Tom here at He Rabbit just Hall. does that. He was fixing my rattly fridge door as well. The fridge door was doing a rattle. So he, he, was, he was trying to fix that. He couldn't get to the bottom of it. Um, what a handy man other than the time he literally sliced through his hand but <laughs> that's why it's so handy he's got multiple hands he keeps slicing them into more he's like uh <laughs> one if you if you chop through one hand two more grow back that's what it's like with tom will that'd be very annoying does that does that apply to all appendages <laughs> <laughs> i mean the things the things you could do jack I'm yes. going to start this week's show with a segment we always start with that I've been calling. Rich, what have you been playing? Yeah, Rich. <laughs> what have you been playing? And his joke's now gone. <laughs> no longer funny. <laughs> yeah, but if you had let me wait even longer, it would have gotten funny again. I don't know, would it? <laughs> Just with... Me staring up at the chat window is funny for a second or so. Leave it too long, it's no longer funny. If you just see me staring again for another like five, ten minutes, it would I would have gotten bored by that point. I don't think we need to pad out these shows as much. Jack, what have you been playing? I mean, I know what you've been playing, but I want you to tell the audience. I've been playing Returnal. Yeah. Briefly, because of adult life. For sure, for sure. Um, I have some questions I'd like to ask you about Returnal, but first, I would just like your thoughts and impressions, please. Yeah, I kind of want to know your questions. Go for the questions, and I'll see if I can lead my, everything into one cohesive... Well, okay, there was one question, um, mm-hmm. but I, I, it was one that potentially would be covered in your conversing anyway, and it's more a case of a clarification more than anything, because okay. basically, I, was like, I could Google this, or I could ask Jack. Fair. And I've settled on Ask Jack. So what's all this stuff I've seen about like runs and not being able to save in a run and that you have to apparently play for like two, three hours at a time without being able to save or something? I feel like A I'm run? Wrong. It's how long you're alive for because it's a roguelike, roguelike. I see. So when you die, you go back to the, beginning, back to the beginning of yeah. the game. Yeah. I see. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So a run... Okay. So obviously a run can last quite a while. The run I just had before this show was about 45 minutes long. Died at the boss and I said, no, thank you. Uh, no, thank you to another one of those. Yeah, I don't know. I'm very much enjoying it. It's a very good game. I don't know how far I'm going to get because I know that even when you get into like the next world or whatever they call it, Biodome or whatever, even it, so, if you're in the second world and then you die in there, you go back to the beginning of the first one. See, that's what I was going to ask. If it does, it take you back because if it does, I feel like that's a bit obnoxious because that's kind of like it's got, a roguelike. I don't remember the previous Housemark ones being. I I vaguely remember they, them they, being stages, and once you completed a stage, I mean, I maybe I I'm well aware I could easily be misremembering. Housemark have also never made a roguelike, so. Yeah, right, fair enough. 
<laughs> so yeah, it's the roguelike. So like games like Hades and Dead Cells, it was the same thing. No matter how far you got, you go back to the beginning of the game. Um, there is objectives and stuff that carry over, so you don't have to do as much. So if, I see. For example, for example, if you beat a boss in the first world, you don't have to do it again. Okay. Um, okay. You can do it again, but um, the main thing there is do you beeline it straight for the second world and carry on from there, or do you stick around a bit and get yourself more powerful? It's that risk-reward thing Mm -hmm. all the time. Use the lower-level enemies of the first area to get yourself more powerful to deal with the second area, or do you just beeline it and wing it and risk it for a biscuit? All that type of jazz. I don't know how many there are, so I don't know... In order to complete the game, surely you would have to do it in a single sitting. But yeah, that's surely it can't be that long. That's what I was thinking. That's what I was kind of why I wanted to ask that question because I was trying to work out that to me that implies to beat the game you have to do it in a single sitting, which is either who the fuck has that much time or it's only a couple of hours long. Yeah, it's hard to tell. I think. It's one of those games that's as long as you make it, essentially. Um, uh, well, beyond a certain point, obviously. Um, but uh, it's it's real good. It's real good. I'm thoroughly enjoying it. The combat is incredible. Best. What? Nothing. Carry on. <laughs> Carry on telling me about how good the combat is. Just talking and insulting me behind my back. You know, it's, it's... <laughs> Don't know why I bother, to be honest. <laughs> All I saw was big as well, so I'm going to take it as you call me fat, and then we're not going to speak again. So. No, that wasn't what I was doing. I'd never do that. That's very, very mean. You've Rich. just been you've been given a behave from Father Rabbit Hole. So sorry, sorry, Dad. Grass him up. What did I'll, you do? I need I'll to know. I'll be better. <laughs> Grass him up. I need to know what he did. I was I was trying to make his show what he wants it to be. <laughs> And he's just taking the piss. Uh, Why do I bother? <laughs> Combat's very good. You can't. Okay. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I see. I see. He was. Why didn't you just say that? I would have laughed. Well, to be honest, I hadn't. I wasn't entirely sure whether or not you had seen it all. I, I saw like, you do this. I I pointed towards. I like him. Louis. And me. <laughs> oh, I see. I see. <laughs> see, I would have laughed. I would have laughed. I, I retract my... Pretend I didn't have my one per show because I know what's coming and I'm going to use it again. Okay. So, I'd argue uh, with what's coming, you get a bonus one. That's fair. That's fair. That's fair. Um, but anyway, yes, combat is really good. The fact that it's 4K ray tracing and 60 frames per second is very nice as well. Yeah, I imagine very that nice. looks uh, very pretty. I watched a few like videos of it. It's obviously you don't get the full glory um, in those type scenarios, but it, it it did give me those sort of memories of playing. Fuck me! Why well, I can't remember what it was called. Help me with this one. I don't know what you're thinking. The one they did to launch with the PS4. Resogun. That's the one, Resogun, which the particles and the lighting and stuff just looks really cool. I remember being mesmerized by that game when the PS4 came out, which is the only thing that's really making me want to play this because I'm imagine I'm going to sit there and go, ooh, look at that. Yeah, that's fair enough. No, it is it's really good. It's good fun. I'm, I've never been one that's very good at 
doing the same thing over and over again. Mm-hmm. So I imagine my each session is going to be reasonably small, reasonably short, a couple of attempts, a couple of runs, depending on how long they are. But it is good. There's so many systems. Oh, my God. Right. Oh, my God. There's a lot. Let's go through some. <laughs> you have your normal things. You find items, obviously, in terms of leveling yourself up. You can find bits of health. You can find obelites, which are a, a currency that don't carry over between runs. You have ether, which is currency that does carry over between runs. You have parasites, which you can attach to your suit, which give you a bonus, but so a bit of a buff, but they also give you a debuff. Mm-hmm. So it, it can be like... Um, gives you extra... 15% extra weapon damage when you're moving, but enemies drop a pool of acid when they die. Type mm-hmm. thing. Mm-hmm. You also get items on the ground. It's same sort of thing um, as the currency and the health, but they're what they call malignant, which if you pick one up, there is a. you'll get that good thing, you'll get the item, but there is a chance you will also get something bad, such as... T- Picking up items takes damage. Perfect. Uh, uh, like that sort of thing. Um, different keys. Uh, things that do carry over that are like things that you can find that are permanent and more objective based are like at first you don't get a melee weapon, for example. Right. Because it's, it's, like, it's a roguelike and it's like a Metroidvania as well. So you see these areas. I see. And it's like, oh, you have to melee your way through those. I don't have that yet. But when you do get it, it's permanent. Thank Christ, because, oh my God, otherwise. Um, guns aren't, though, so you have to keep finding guns. You keep starting with this, your basic pistol type thing. So, yeah, there's a lot going on. And that's probably things I don't even know about. There's definitely things I haven't found yet. Yeah, I was going to say, I'm sure you'll discover more the more you play. Absolutely. There's definitely t- stuff, like different mechanics and stuff that I haven't found yet. There's all, all these areas where I'm just like, I don't know what to do. It looks like I find a, it looks like I find a grappling hook for this and just go, Schwab. but um, I don't have that yet. I imagine you get that in the second area because I've gotten to the boss of the first area. I've done four runs. I've got there twice now. It's very disheartening when you die and you're just like, I've got to Got to do that all again. Yeah, that's get- one of the things that's put me off it. I kind of wanted to. So I set up. Uh, you do know this, but I set up Boomerang to rent some yep. games because, uh, putting it bluntly, I'm poor as shit and I'm just not going to be able to buy many, if any, games going forward and definitely not as many as I'd like. And there's a lot of games I've kind of missed already because I've not been able to afford to buy them. And I thought, you know what? I'll set up Boomerang. It's more affordable and I can get more games from it. It's going to be a better thing. And I'll probably still buy a few here and there. I'll buy the ones I particularly care about. But, you know, up at that point. It's what I do. Yeah. Make sure I buy the ones I actually care about. Yeah. Um, there have been some that I'm just like, I've rent- I got it from Boomerang. I was like, I regret, I regret not buying it, to be honest. Yeah. Day's gone. Because it caught. Day's gone. Yeah, absolutely. Um, uh, but I own it now. But it's just one of those things. The same thing happened with God of War, was that um, that your save doesn't carry over mm-hmm. if you then buy it later. It doesn't carry over, and it's a pain in the ass. Um, so, yeah, I was gonna. I was looking through, and I knew what I wanted to rent. I knew the first thing I was gonna rent was Sackboy because I've been wanting to try and give that a go, and I've had a lot of people recommend it. 
Um, but as I was looking for the list, Returnal had some copies in stock. All right. So I was very tempted to order that one instead. Um, but I was like, no, because I'm fairly confident I'll play it for half hour to an hour, die twice, and go, that's enough for me. I've seen how pretty it is. And I'll probably, like, I don't necessarily mean that in a negative way. I feel like that will probably be enough to satisfy me. Like, cool. I'm pleased. I'm done that. Next. <laughs> I just don't think it's the sort of game that's going to hook me from what I've seen and from, your, from what you're saying either. But I would like to give it a go. That's fair enough. Yeah, I think the only thing that's keeping me is how good the combat is and everything at the moment. Like, it is phenomenal. Um, mm-hmm. Controls so well. It's so silky smooth. Um, but uh, I really like the... Uh, so your weapons have fire modes and alternate fire modes. That's nothing new. But I really like the way... They do it with the adaptive triggers, so you kind of you half aim to do your normal fire, and okay. then you full aim to do your alternate fire. So with the adaptive triggers, you can do that. The um, haptic feedback is pretty good as well, with all like the rain and the weird teleporter things mm-hmm. and all that kind of stuff. Um, I would have taken screenshots and photos and stuff of all the different particles as well, but uh, there's no photo mode. Disappointing. Mm. Disappointing. I'm, su- I'm surprised. I am surprised. But uh, but at least we know Ratchet has one. <laughs> would you Would you recommend? I would, yeah, I, I would recommend it. Uh, but yeah, it depends on your patience for that type of game. If if the obviously the big mechanic is it is hard, and then you have to do it yeah. over and over again. So it's it's like Dark Souls, but worse. Because as far as I can tell. There are these things you can find that if you have enough of a certain currency, you can save it there. Okay. But it's, um, and you are, you can get items that bring you back to life after you die um, once, but it's a single-use thing. And you have to buy them. In-game currency at all. As far as I can tell, there are no microtransactions in this game. This is Sony for uh, exclusive third party, but mm-hmm. I can't imagine... That, or is it second party? House, It'd be second party, wouldn't House it? Mark is second party, I think. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, but even so, there are no microtransactions in the land of Sony. So yeah, it's good fun. I really enjoy it. It's very pretty. Good. I'm glad. And uh, the reviews have been stellar for it so far. And the talk online's been pretty much nothing but positive. So excellent. Good news that Returnal is out and that people are liking it. I. As you know, Platinum Day's gone. You did. Um, this the, the actual inspiration to me to go and do this was uh, I was on the phone last week with my boss um, who had picked it up on the PlayStation Plus because it was free. Um, yep. Had initially phoned me and asked me whether or not he should try it. I was like, yes, you absolutely should. One, it's free. And two, it's a really good game. So you really should absolutely play it. It's really, really good. Mm-hmm. And he was, oh, I'd heard, I've heard a lot of bad things and I've heard it's this. And the nonsense that came out about Days Gone is what he was going by. I was like, no, 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 no. Like, there are a few performance bugs at launch, pretty much all fixed. Um, yeah. Like, if you're playing on a base console, you might get through frame rate issues, but so is every game you're playing. Um, yeah, you should play it. And then he phoned me and he was like, he's like, yeah, so I've been playing Days Gone. And uh, I said, yeah, that's a really good game. Because that's really good, isn't it? You're right. I really appreciate your recommendations. Like, yeah, yeah, no, he's good. And he's like, the weird thing is, he's like, uh, 
He's like, I haven't come across any of these hordes yet. I've heard about hordes. I heard about those online and people talking about them. And I've they've been talking about them in the game. But I haven't come across any hordes yet. I was like, right, mm. okay. He's like, but I don't want to. <laughs> right? <laughs> He's like, because at the moment, I can't handle three zombies, let alone 300 of them. <laughs> yeah <laughs> they're like him just talk, <laughs> him just talking to me about god about days gone and then he phoned me again like a week later to say oh, you know i've played some more and i've now come across the horde and he said and i made an involuntary noise as i turned around the corner and so i made a oh sort of sound <laughs> <laughs> to the point where my missus from the next room was like luke are you all right and he's just like yeah, yeah i'm just a middle-aged man playing a video game in my underpants being scared of it don't worry about me <laughs> <laughs> but uh him talking about a game just sort of made me go yeah this is a really good game we keep saying it i'm gonna go and i'm gonna go and platinum it like i said i'd do a month ago or so um so i did sat there done that got the platinum with the best platinum trophy video anyone has ever captured so i'm very pleased with that uh, and then i've decided to go back and fix my video game sin of never planning it platinuming any of the uncharted games despite them being some of my favorite games so i'm working on that crushing mm-hmm. playthroughs are crushing believe it or not but um i'm almost there i'm a very very big chunk into the first uncharted now nice i've just got myself onto a battle which i cannot get past at the moment but i'm sure now i've had a day or two break i'll probably go back and crush it yeah we've talked we've talked in the past about obnoxious difficulty levels and games that are um when you try and play them on hardest difficulties, they're not clever, they're just obnoxious. And I think Uncharted is a very large culprit of such a thing. Absolutely. Like the the ones that I found myself getting stuck in, the ways I've got past them is essentially by not playing the game properly. Mm-hmm. It's how I've had to do it. It's been exploit a bug or hide in a very awkward place where you're clearly not supposed to be hiding, like not going actually out into the battle arena. There was one, for example, where you're clearly supposed to come out from under a, under like a ledge into the battle arena because it's not until you get into it that it triggers the enemies. And then there's all the cover pots in there. But what I, what I did to get through it in the end was go out, spawn the enemies, and then go back into that first room. And it would even cut, cut camera angle. But because I was in that first room, I was able to just poke my head around the corner a little bit, not even actually be in cover, just be in aim and poke my head around the corner and just wait for enemies to come towards me. And then I could pick them off because they're being funneled. That was the only way I could get through it. There's been a few areas like that. And yeah, the one I'd got stuck on to the point where I said, I don't think I'll get past this. I had to bug. I had to <laughs> completely bug it out to spawn the enemies in, in an area where I shouldn't be to be able to defeat them. So this will have a similar thing that I'll need to work out. That I just haven't sussed yet. Yeah. And yeah, it's, it's one of those things. I think it's uh, obnoxious and shit. And if every, everybody played those difficulty levels when these games came out, the reviews would be, be like, five yeah absolutely yeah. i think the thing is that um no i think actually what irritates me about it as well is that it becomes then a stark reminder i'm playing a video game mm-hmm. like naughty dog who is so good for their immersion and stuff like that and obviously uncharted one's dated now compared to what they're doing but when you're having to do stuff like that it's just that reminder of oh yeah this is a game you know whereas as opposed to it being a little bit more natural with the way the combat works in terms of its design. A little bit. It's still video gaming, especially the early Uncharted's. But it, sure. it, it just really drives it home for me. But I'm enjoying playing it, so I'll um, keep doing it, I think. And uh, I'm also just like the idea of just playing through the Uncharted games because I fucking love them. 
Yeah, no, I enjoy replaying Uncharted from, uh, from time to time. Uh, I enjoy going through all of them. I do it on easy, though. I, I normally do as well, so... Yeah, yes, yeah. They are just so... It was a shame. I would have platinumed them. Like, I platinumed Uncharted 4. Mm. I would have done the others, but it's, yeah, it's just so obnoxious. And I'm really glad that Sony seemed to universally now... I, I swear it is Sony in charge of the platinum list because mm-hmm. if you look at the, if you look at the Last of Us Part One mm-hmm. versus the Last of Us Part Two, yeah, trophy lists. What the fuck? So <laughs> like, different, isn't it? it? Absolutely, and I hate difficulty level trophies. I hate them. Mm-hmm. How high? Do you agree? Hate them. Anyway, we are twenty five minutes in, and there's quite a lot I want to get through. So. Let's do some vaguely planned news. The PlayStation Plus free games for May have been announced. This month, PlayStation Plus users will get access to Stranded Deep on the PS4, Battlefield 5 on the PS4, and Wreckfest on the PS5. Um, for me, I think that's a very strong month again. Thoughts? For me, it's pretty terrible. As Just from it, my perspective. Yeah, fair enough. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't, yeah, as in a, for me as a player, not as in a general, yep. I think it's a general bad selection. Battlefield Five is a great game, just no one played it. It was one of those weird things of, I can't figure out why. Mm-hmm. I would love to have like a massive discussion about Battlefield Five with people because it is a great game. It came off the back of one of the best Battlefields ever made and I don't understand what happened. Now, the answer, to this so question, the answer to this question now is yes, because you have got it. But did you still do you still have a copy of Battlefield Five other than the PS Plus version? Yeah. See, so I didn't, but I did have Battlefield Five. I've traded it in. I'm up for playing some Battlefield Five with you if you want, though. Yeah, I'm always down for Battle. I'm always down for some Battlefield. I didn't play enough of it purely because no one else had it. So, I've, whereas I've, I put hundreds of hours into Battlefield 1. I've always found the Battlefield games hard to get into. There's there's elements of it I really enjoy, but I've just never been able to click with it. But, as you are clearly a Battlefield veteran who loves it so dearly, perhaps you can show me the ways. You know, perhaps you can turn me around and take me to Brown Town. I think uh, you've you've bigged me up too much here now. We're we're only set up for disappointment here. (laughs) Either Um, way... I'm up for playing some Battlefield 5 with you. Um, yeah, but I think, sure. I think yeah. that's a really good offering, um, to be honest. Stranded Deep, I had to look more into it, is, as you say, some kind of arc-like survival game. I might give it a go because it's free, but meh. But Wreckfest really, really tickles my pickle. It's the kind of game I quite enjoy. Um, so I'll be looking forward to give that a go. And it's PS5 version. has some PS5 upgrades as well. So I'll absolutely give that a go. Yeah, I'll, I'll probably give it a go, but I'm not expecting... So it's, it's just one of those things. If it's not like a, uh, a Forza Horizon or a Forza Motorsports mm-hmm. like Gran Turismo or something like that, car games do nothing for me. Yeah, it's fair like, enough. It has to be a racing game. Like, otherwise, cause, just because cars don't handle the way you want to. <laughs> yeah. You either want them to. So car combat, hate it, hate it, hate it. Yeah, Absolutely no. hate it. Fair enough. In contrast, though, the Xbox free games for May have also been announced, and they're particularly shit. Um, so Xbox. <laughs> I was going to say that's not that's like objectively shit as opposed to subjectively poor. Um, <laughs> Xbox users get 
Armello, Dungeons 3, Lego Batman, the first one, and Tropico 4. Um, See, if you're going to do a Lego Batman game, at least make it number three. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think the issue there is that it is so very old, isn't it? Uh, Dungeons 3, I don't think I've heard of. Armello, I don't think I've heard of. Tropico, I've heard of. And it's... Tropico's... Having worked at game for a very long time, you would definitely recognize Dungeons oh, 3's probably. logo. Yeah, yeah. probably. Seen yeah. it around. I don't know what it is. I assume it's a dungeon crawler game that's been very aptly named. Mm. Tropico is the weirdest one of that for all of me, though, because <sighs> Tropico's weird because the, the Tropico's kind of like a niche audience in a way. But I remember they made Tropico 5 free on PlayStation Plus for a while, which mm-hmm. meant I gave it a go and I and it was fine. It was quite good. It didn't keep me for a long time, but I did enjoy playing it for a bit. And it's the kind of game that I probably would have never have played and enjoyed for a bit if it wasn't for free. So Tropico is an interesting cool. one because the concept of it being Tropico, I don't have a problem with. But why is it four? Why is it such an old one? Like, that's just shit in it. Shit. It is a bit. In other news, and this is where Jack will bring back his uh, his bonus one. Some news has come out over the past few weeks and some more news this week about CD Projekt Red and the bonuses that the bosses and the staff will be receiving. The article comes from IGN and is written by Matt Perslow. The CEOs and other board members at CD Projekt are set to receive big multi-million dollar bonuses this year, despite the difficult and problem-filled launch of Cyberpunk 2077. CD Projekt co-CEOs, oh God, Marcia Nowinski and Adam Kaskinski, are each set to get an end-of-year bonus of 24 million slotty, uh, approximately $6.3 million, according to the company's annual report. Meanwhile, CD Projekt board member and director of Cyberpunk 2077, Adam Bagowski, is to be awarded $4.2 million in bonuses. As explained in a new Bloomberg report, these bonuses come via CD Projekt Red's profit share system in which 20% of the company's annual earnings is split up and awarded to staff members. 10% of profit is shared among the board of directors while the other 10% goes to employees. In a statement to Bloomberg, CD Projekt explained that 865 employees were part of the profit share system with 29.8 million shared among them. Meanwhile, five board members will share 28 million. Talking to Bloomberg, some employees revealed that they were expected to receive between $5,000 and $9,000 in bonuses. More senior staff could get closer to $20,000. These do naturally pale in comparison to the multi-million dollar figures assigned to the board. These kinds of figures are to be expected from a corporation, but they are called into question in the wake of CD Projekt Red's disastrous launch of Cyberpunk 2077. The game in development for years and eagerly awaited by fans launched in a buggy state that was considered near unplayable on PlayStation 4. That led to a report to a reported 30,000 refunds and Cyberpunk 2077 being removed from sale on the PlayStation Store. By releasing Cyberpunk 2077 in its difficult state, rather than waiting for it to be complete, CD Projekt suffered a steep stock price fall. Considering their disastrous decision, the board was asked during a recent investor call if it were appropriate that such large bonuses were awarded. We earned this money and the company earned this money, of course, but more net profits, more bonus, uh, more bonuses, since he said... So we'll have so we so well we have results we get bonuses and that's the contract we have. At the CD Projekt financial briefing earlier this month, this company said that Cyberpunk's launch has been a huge lesson for us um, that we shall never forget. Quite a quote. That was end quote. Sorry. Despite this, 2020 was the company's best year going forward. The company plans to change the way it markets its games to help avoid another Cyberpunk-style situation. 
uh, I just I'm intrigued by your thoughts and takes on all this because my my thoughts to this is why is this news? Pretty much the same. The only reason this has been made news is because Jason Schreier is a <laughs> not yet. I'll save it, but um, because it's Jason Schreier and he just wants to cause controversy because yep. he's a lonely little man with nothing to live for, um, to be quite honest. So he just wants to start arguments, but then as as soon as anyone blows back, he just blocks them and moves yeah, you on. You can't have a discussion with him at all. It's, it's no, he can't because he's an unintelligent piece of shit. Yeah, but um. Basically, this isn't news. It's sucky that that's how corporations work, but that is how corporations work. They split those monies. Those monies. Yeah, there you go. Um, it's always been 10% to the board, 10% to the staff. It just so happens that there's less board members, obviously. This is how most businesses work. And it doesn't matter how cyberpunk came out because it still made them that much yep. money to earn them that bonus. Exactly. It might be shitty, it might suck, that but that's just the way of the contracts. You know that going into this company. This is another games industry moaning for getting it into them ugh, getting into it themselves. Yeah. They've done this. They chose to do this. Shut up. Personally I don't see the fucking problem at all. I don't no, even personally don't see, see it as being problem. sucky. I think it's fucking great. Like the bonuses they're talking about, minimum of two thousand dollar bonus. Like I know, like, that's a, exactly. That's great. <laughs> like, someone will be getting nine thousand and twenty thousand, but I don't make that much in a year. Like no. it's just like I don't I see the problem. I know the board are obviously making a hell of a lot more, but that's because they're the board, and not everyone gets onto the board. And to get into the board, you have to be yeah. Well, you have to you have to earn that, and only a few people will. And if you're going to earn that role. You deserve to be rewarded for doing that still. And there is going to be some um, you know, differences there. Admittedly, there's a lot of disparity, but this is not exclusive to CD Projekt Red and it's not exclusive to the games industry. I know for a fact that the people that run your company make a shit ton more money than what you guys do. And I know for a fact the people that run my company make a shit ton more money than what I do. And that's normal. Of course. That's normal. Yeah, it absolutely is normal. Like, and it's like... If it was like they're getting $15 million bonuses and the other one's got a tenner and a bag of celebrations, I would understand the upset. Yeah. But they're talking about two to nine grand. Yeah. There's not nothing. No. And like it's a decent bonus. And it's I wish already I got two grand bonus. It's been reported previously about how the staff are paid well as well. That's been a thing. We know that, that CD Projekt Red pay well. That was part Isn't of the, the average pay there like 50k a year? It is whatever I can't remember what the number was, but I remember the average pay at CD Projekt Red was about ten times higher than the average pay of Poland. So the staff yeah. there are paid a hell of a lot more than what an average job is. So they're paid well for what they do. Um it's yeah, it's just more examples of bullshit for bullshit's sake, and it's a con it's a continuing reminder of what I'm falling out of love with about this industry, and particularly the games media side of things. And we know yeah, remove people, them all. Yeah, we know that some people in the industry are still quite vocal about this and get it, but it's just all bollocks. It's just bollocks, and we need to work like we need to work out how to stamp this shit out because it's just yeah, we terrible are messaging. running out. Of people worth listening to. I think the problem is as well that the, it's because the people that worth that are worth listening to are so sick and tired of having to defend basic, simple shit that they're disappearing and giving up as well. 
for sure, for sure, absolutely. And, it's oh, to and, be and all you have left is people like this. Yeah. Not, I mean, Jason Schreier, not us. Yeah, yeah, but and also being overrun by idiots. The next generation of upcoming journalists seems to not have a clue. <laughs> this is only going to get worse. Yeah. What? What upsets me is we seem to have missed the boat because our generation of um, news journalists, the people sort of our age, are the ones that kind of still get it. Yeah. The Alana Pierces of the world. The uh, I don't know if you know who Jake Baldino is. I know the name. Um, yeah. Um, that sort of thing. And then obviously you still have a few people um, on the previous, the Colin Moriarty's, the, uh, the originals. The kind of were. funny. Yeah, the originals, and there's still a few people, few, maybe, definitely single digits amount of employees who still know what the fuck they're talking about at places like IGN. Mm -hmm. um, mainly like Ryan McCaffrey and Destin Legary, and that's pretty much it. Pretty much. And then <laughs> maybe, pretty much it. maybe some of the podcast hosts like Damon Hatfield and stuff, but they don't, they're not editorial. For sure. <laughs> yeah, they're not editorial, they just, they know how to host a good show, and yeah. they do host a good show. Mm -hmm. But, um, but yeah, they're not actual news writers or anything like that. Uh, uh, Brian Altano and Max Scoville as well, even if they do have yep. the occasional batshit opinion. But that's that the shit same with everyone. Fine. You know, like, yeah, yeah, yeah like, of course it is. You can have that. That's all right. Yeah, but uh, yeah, you just need to be good at your job, which Jason Schreier is technically a good journalist, but he picks the wrong fucking battles. All the time. I want him to get. To, I want him be him to be the first person who has been blocked by everyone on the Twitter. The thing is, he's gone like so hard in that direction over the past few years because i remember when we started this show we were praising jason schreier a bit more as writing mm -hmm. good stuff because he was for a while writing really good insightful stuff and using the skills he does have to get really interesting information and interesting stories out but now he's just fucking shit staring all the time and then again and, again, and i think my biggest issue is just that he won't discuss like you can't argue or discuss or converse any of these situations or any of these topics with him because he just whinges and cries and blocks everyone. He's the biggest baby in the business, and it's a real fucking shame. Because it's 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 a problem. It's not journalism. No, it's, it's not. fucking it's um, narcissism. That's what it is. Yeah. This is my opinion. This is the only opinion that matters, and I don't know why anyone's hired him. He should be blacklisted. He has been blacklisted I know why people by hire several him because, places because it still gets clicks because it creates oh, these conversations true. as well. That's why. But it's like that's you know the, the thing with him and Colin Moriarty this week. Um, it, it, it's a case of Colin Moriarty disagreed with the facts and figures and put on his own argument and thoughts on the facts and figures about it and jason schreier's reaction to that is to be a child and go with name calling approaches and and everything else and it's that's that's not no that's not how we do these things like you can call each other wrong you can have debates and arguments about differing of opinions and different takes on things that's good and healthy can. that's what makes the interest the industry interesting yeah but this is what's happening no, he's just going, yeah, well, yeah, he just attacks. He's, his thing is attack. Yep. He doesn't do journalism anymore. He just gets his narcissistic opinions and attacks. Yeah, and That's as soon as someone bites back in the slightest... He cries yep. and claims fucking innocence and just goes, I'm a victim. He's like, fuck off, I'll slap those glasses off your face, you cunt. <laughs> and that's enough of that. <laughs> but I agree. <laughs> Ah, uh, 
CD Projekt Red making loads of money even though they fucked their game up. Fair play. This week's show topic. I'd like to hand before, over... Before, there is a story I think you'll find quite interesting that you haven't put in. Okay. So that? we actually have proper solid numbers from Sony now. Do we? We do. Oh, I'll cross this out this time code. Bear with me. Oh, oh, oh. I don't know how I feel about this. You, you, you're throwing something in last minute without planning and it's really thrown off my... That's because I only remembered and I've only just looked through the game. show dot properly like, and threw, it wasn't in there. You're throwing off my groove? Oh, I'm sorry. Hey, hey, if our viewers can't take the C word... They shouldn't be here. They shouldn't I'm be. kidding, we love you, but also uh, it's a word. And I said, I warned at the beginning of the show I was going to say it again. <laughs> Where else do you get people that swear that tell you in advance it's going to happen? <laughs> uh, this comes from Liam Croft. They're not here. <laughs> That's fair. That's fair. That's just rich. Uh, Liam Croft, Push Square. Liam Croft from Push Square. Yes, Sony's PlayStation console has now sold 7.8 million units as of the 31st of March 2021, meaning it has beaten the PS4's previous record for hardware sales during our console's first fiscal year on the market. It managed to sell 7.6 million systems to consumers during that same time frame. The PS4, that was. Demand for the console has been at an all-time high for a number of months now, translating into 3.3 million units shipped in the previous quarter alone. And that's during a global pandemic combined with a shortage of key impotents. Incredibly impressive results, says the article. Mm -hmm. For the hardware manufacturer, this translates into a new industry record for revenue. Sony has once again beat the record it set with $25.04 billion in revenue across the fiscal year 2020, which is only the second time it's managed to break the $20 billion barrier. PlayStation itself, not Sony, PlayStation then recorded profits of $3.23 billion across the fiscal year, making it the company's most profitable stretch since fiscal year 2018. As for the PS4, it sold another 5.8 million units, taking its total sales to an impressive 115.9 million as of the 31st of March 2021. This translated into 338.9 million PS5 and PS4 games sold within the... That was million, yeah. 338.9 million PS4 and PS5 games sold within the 2020 fiscal year, with 58.4 million of them being published by Sony. For the fourth quarter, 79% of sales were digital, which resulted in PS Store's biggest revenue results ever. It generated more than $13.71 billion. Sony must surely be proud of these impressive results for the console's six months on the market, but will continue to model blah, 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 blah. Blah, blah. So basically, what you're Those saying are some is big numbers. PlayStation is selling really well. Yes, it is. Uh, it's, uh, it's the fastest selling console in history. It's good. It's good. I can't say I'm surprised. So, I mean, no, I, of course not. It's just with all the negative press PlayStation's <laughs> been getting lately, it's. Yeah. Still kind of fun. Okay, it's the fastest selling. And with those numbers, that's 40% more revenue than Xbox got as well. The negative press, again, is a very vocal minority of people that just want to... Of course it is, but it's... it's, 
the press is negative, whether or not it's yeah. a minority or not. It's the, it, it the press into, is negative. It falls back into the category of what we're discuss, discussing, of the problems with the games media industry right now is everything has to be negative, which I know is ironic from us, but we're bitching about the industry. <laughs> so it's different. <laughs> um, like, I want the no- I don't want to do this every week. I don't want to come on here every week and say these people like stop moaning about things because I'm going to moan about you no, moaning about things. Because I like being. I know it gets for great great clicks on Instagram when I run off on something. Yeah. Um. But which maybe this is worth it. <laughs> maybe this is worth an Instagram post itself. Um. But uh, yeah, I, I prefer. It's so much better having a nice conversation. Yeah, and I don't understand why we can't have more of it. I don't understand why we can't have more conversations about. Hey, do you know what CD Projekt Red made a mess of the game? People haven't been pleased with it, but lots of people have loved it and they've made loads of money. Well done, CD Projekt Red. Why can't we have some of those conversations? Why can't we have conversations of, oh, the PlayStation 5 is really hard to get hold of. So, at the moment, the conversation, sorry, is PlayStation 5 is really hard to get hold of. Sony have fucked up. Whereas, actually, the evidence is PlayStation 5 is really hard to get hold of because everyone fucking wants one because that's mm-hmm. how well Sony have done that everyone wants one didn't you notice saying everyone and their mum wants one of these my mum is trying to buy one literally everyone (laughs) and their mums wants one like i i get it's frustrating for our dear close friends as well that can't get their hands on them i get it's frustrating it's luck of the draw i know so many people as well personally that do have them so probably i think i know more people that have ps5s than what i knew people that had ps4s um because, you know, there's there's you, me, Tom, Warner, Higgins, Andy Caffin, Don Bate, two guys at my shop, about four other guys on the web team that I all know have got them. Dom uh, Warburton, like Acer. <laughs> like, there are lots of people in our sort of thing that, that have them. So Both the other Christians we know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so it, it, it's not... It, 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 it's not a problem <laughs> you know uh rich says i've given up the only reason what one now is to play with you two and you know that and I, I, I get it i get the frustration of not being able to get one but it's because they've done such a good job at making such mm-hmm. a good console and marketing it so well and putting some good games on there that people want it which is why you can't get it and let's have that positive side of it but yeah it's a shame but it's really good and it's good going Absolutely. forward for the... It's really good for the platform. Like, what this means for us as gamers and PlayStation users going forward is positive as well because they're going to keep investing and keep putting more into it and keep updating it and keep adding to it in the same way they did the PS4. It's only positive stuff to me. So uh, thank you for putting that in, Jack. No worries. I, I, I just wanted to talk about the fact that, yeah, it's doing well. Let's do this week's show topic, which means it's time. To unleash chaos. Jack, okay. I would like you to um, have an argument with Charlie whilst he's not here. Please go. <laughs> Last week, Charlie, we, uh, you spoke about a quote from one of the guys from Days Gone um, that he put out. What was his what's his name? John Garvin. Was that, was the, was that the guy? Yes, John put? Garvin, uh, who says... Um, yeah, I've, I've got the quote here. Cool. Um, that's fine. He says, I do have an opinion on something that your audience may find of interest, and it might piss some of them off. If you love a game, buy it at fucking full price. I can't tell you how many times I've seen gamers saying, yeah, I got that on a sale, I got it through PS Plus, whatever. I'm just saying, you don't know if you like a game until you've played it, but don't complain if a game doesn't get a sequel if it wasn't supported at launch. Now, 
Charlie, you, you, both you and Charlie took a bit of umbrage with this. And I don't take any umbrage with it at all. Because I, I think that a bit, a bit too much was read into it. It was just... Um, and I kind of agree with him. I, I, that's literally, yeah. I agree with him. Obviously, games are expensive to make, more expensive to make than they have ever been. If you want to support a game, if you want to see that franchise succeed, don't wait until it's cheaper. Obviously, there's nothing... I'm not trying to say there's anything wrong with trying to get a game cheaper. I do it. Mm-hmm. Everyone does it. Like There's nothing wrong with that. But I do agree with the sentiment of then don't come out all offended when a sequel doesn't happen if you haven't put any money towards that franchise whatsoever. I, I just feel you don't really have a leg to stand on in that argument if you didn't put a penny into that game. Uh, echoing that, I agree with that sentiment. I do agree with that sentiment. My umbrage, as you say, was more the impression I took from him was the notion that that's the only reason why his game hasn't got a sequel. Um, Which to me creates the impression that he's pointing all the blame on the consumer and not taking any responsibility himself as a developer. That I I can see. I just, for myself, this is where I disagree. It's just I didn't get that. That's fair. You know, and yeah. which is moving on to the next part. It's like God of War, whatever number of millions of sales at launch, and you know, Days Gone didn't. I'm just speaking for me personally as a developer. I don't work for Sony. I don't know what the numbers are. And um, you were then saying, obviously, Days Gone isn't God of War, and I don't think he was saying it is. I'm just he was just saying that God of War did really well, therefore it's getting a sequel. Days Gone didn't do mm. as well, therefore it isn't. I obviously I completely agree. That is not the only reason it isn't, because we've heard rumors of what that pitch was. Yep. Um, and it was bad. That was a bad pitch. Full, full stop. Which bad I pitch. do think is still more. It's da- I do think a lot of the decision is more down to a bad pitch of a game as opposed I to agree. sales figures. Because Sony have greenlit games that have had less successful. <laughs> like, yeah. You know, I, I don't think that that's the core reason behind it. If I'm honest, I think the only reason I. I also I know obviously he was talking sorry I just want to quickly throw in that that article about the pitch it was being that was rejected was rejected in 2019 but we don't know when it was rejected in tw- it might have been rejected before the first one launched might have been yeah like we don't know this information like mm-hmm. or it was rejected as it was getting bad press at the beginning and bad reviews so again we we don't know this inf- there's so much information we don't know um, of course of course and the <laughs> only re- Obviously, his the whole conversation Don't came be up sorry. because of Days Gone. It was kind of based around Days Gone, but in his first, the first section of that quote, he didn't <laughs> mention games uh, Days sorry. Gone at all. He didn't mention Days Gone. He was no. just saying if you if if you want to see a game succeed, if you love a game, buy it at full price. He wasn't just specifically talking about Days Gone, which is why I kind of. Didn't yep. take the fact that he was saying the only reason Days Gone failed was because he didn't mention Days Gone. He, and well, he only he, brought that up to say that it didn't do well. He didn't mention Days Gone, but he was he was asked. He was up, about yeah, he it. was talking in general, yeah. yeah. Um, but his actual quote didn't actually have it wasn't specifically yeah. about Days so, Gone. So it was just a small disagreement. I think he's right. I think it's. I completely agree with the sentiment. It's not the only reason Days Gone is not getting a sequel. 
far from it. I actually think there's more to it than a bad pitch as well because it's the only Sony first-party game that isn't on a proprietary engine. You're correct. It isn't. Yeah. So they're going to have to... It would also cost licensing fees, this, that, and the other, or they would, for a sequel, would have essentially have to start from scratch. We also know as well that they are... You know, from, from all the stuff that came out of this, is that they are this the studio has been put on support for another game and on other things. So a part of it could be simply just get, Sony were just simply going, no, we don't want you working on stuff on other stuff at the moment because we need you for this project. There well, they are be, doing a new IP as well. Uh, yeah, exactly. But if that was already something that was greenlit, like there's information we don't know, that could have been something that had already had the go ahead. So that's true. Like. There are so many factors that go into these things. Ooh, and I got, did they and say I, new IP or new game? I can't remember. It said new game. I don't think it said it was a new IP. It just said new yeah, game. It said new I game. So that us, could be a second attempt at a pitch of that, a Days Gone 2. I remember we don't us know having that, that discussion. said that before, like, yeah. yeah it, there was never a case of they said Days Gone 2 isn't coming. They just said that a game There was a rejected pitch, yeah. And then everyone fucked off. And everyone fucked off at the end of 2019. It's just that's only come to light in recent months. But these people all left ages ago. So that doesn't mean to say there's not other people at that studio since then starting up other Days Gone pitches. Like, we don't know. Um, And I, I have to say, your side of the argument, I hear and understand and I agree with. And I think it comes down to, it really does depend on what his sentiment was and what he means. For sure. For sure. The, the disagreement, as, as I, I probably said very badly, but I tried to say at the beginning, is just I interpreted and took it differently. Um, yeah. So I think, it was more, it was very much a, a disagree as opposed to Charlie was wrong yeah. or you were wrong. Because I, I, I agree, you're, you're right. Like from a factual point of view, what he said is correct. You know, he is right in that sense that Days got, uh, got a war sold more. So of course it's going to get a green lit and stuff like that. Like that is, of course, um, it's just my impression of it was, and admittedly it's just from reading the articles and I may have easily fallen for more of this shitty journalism because I've not actually seen or heard the interview. Mm-hmm. Which So I've got no context of tone or anything else. That's very it true. Yeah, no, could be a very aggressive sense of, well, oh, it's not my fault. Pfft, didn't buy the fucking game. Uh. It could be that, in which case, problem. Or it could be what you're saying. Well, you know, there's reasons to it, and there's, this is happening, and that's going to happen. In which case, fair enough. <laughs> um, it's it's an interesting one. It's that's just the problem with quotes, isn't it? Yeah, it's just that my my interpretation was to me from what I read, it felt like it was a. It's not our fault. You should have supported us more, which I don't think is a fair comment, as opposed no. to. And I, I do get the notion of don't complain if you're not going to support something in the first place. I get that. I agree with that fully. And I would never be the person to do that either. I'd never go, I can't believe you're not going to get up on elite if I wasn't someone that invested in it. Um, Absolutely, yeah. I mean, I was someone that invested it in it. <laughs> I, and I that's not to say you heavily. can't be disappointed. That's not to say don't be disappointed by it, of course. Do you but know, I'm strangely don't... indifferent about it. For a game that I genuinely loved and I gave a fairly strong review, um, mm-hmm. had problems with it, I, and there are issues with it, and some of those issues have been solved since. Um, some of those haven't. They are still issues with that game, but it's, it's a game I really loved and I would enjoy and will cherish as a game I really like. Um, but I'm strangely indifferent about the, uh, the idea there's not going to be a sequel because... Me too. There needs, if, if there is a sequel, it needed to be a lot better... 
And I like mm-hmm. the idea of seeing what they could do with it, but it sounds like what they could do with it isn't very good. So I'm fine if there isn't a sequel. I'm more there's than happy to keep with a... this memory of it. <laughs> For sure. There's also nothing wrong with a one-off. Yeah. Like, what's this notion it's that games have to have sequels? Fresh air to have a one-off. Yeah. And sure, it had problems, but I think it's going to... I think largely uh, the opinion's going to shift on this game. What? I just remembered another news story I was going to put in. I forgot. Oh, I see. Um, I think largely the opinion is going to shift and this is going to become like this classic PS4 game. Yeah. Just because everyone's that- suddenly going, oh, what? You didn't give it, get an, give it another one. And I saw people who gave that game absolutely god-awful reviews or mediocre reviews yeah. complaining and talking about, oh, it's a shame we're not going to get another one. Yeah. It's because you're terrible journalism. <laughs> like, fine. No, you know, I won't I mean, say that about reviews. And it's but, not yeah. even been... I'm just looking at Metacritic right now. So the Metascore for Days Gone is 71. Which isn't bad. That's I don't see why that's bad. Again, we've said this before. Why is sevens a bad thing? It's not. But the Literally u- means good. The user score is 8.3. Like, yeah. I think like there is... Like, no, it is, by definition, a great game. Yeah. So the, the, the things I've remembered is that there's also John Garvin and some of these people are supporting the petition and asking people to sign the petition to get the sequel made. They wanted to get to 100,000 signatures. They work in the goddamn industry. They know that means jack shit. They're oblivious, mate. I think that, which is why I think some of this opinion, some of this thing, what he said is a more of an acute, um, you know, accusing attitude because he seems to have this idea that a petition of 100,000 signatures is going to save the day. Um, which I just don't think it will. And the problem is as well, if it turns out there is a Days Gone in production, when that gets announced, every fucker's going to think it's because of this petition. <laughs> like everyone's going to think that's the case where the chances are it was probably already. <laughs> I really hope to go. And here's Days Gone 2. Please note, this was in development before your dumb petition. Yeah. Like petitions solve nothing. And also we've, I don't know if I've spoken about it on the show because I think this has been and gone since I was off. But the whole, the store's closing down and then they backpedaled yep. on it. People got upset. Yep. And it's just a case of don't do that. Yeah. Don't do that. The same reason you shouldn't have made the Snyder Cut because now yep. everyone's, everyone wants the air cut of Everyone wants Suicide a cut of Squad. everything. And people want everyone to remake the Everyone wants the Russo of- Cut of Endgame, which to be fair, I would watch. <laughs> everyone... Everyone, the mustache cut of Justice League as also, well. Also, I think Endgame is the Russo cut of Endgame. <laughs> they did come out and say their cut was it was about six hours long. One of the cuts, yeah, for sure. I would watch that though. <laughs> so would I. There, there's so in. much that, honestly, even if you just go, because there's so many deleted scenes, I'm wondering if they're talking about their proper cut of the whole Infinity War and Endgame type thing. Probably, yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, I'd watch that. There are so many scenes that were meant to happen. Doctor Strange in an Iron Man suit. Hell yep. the fucko. All this, there was a whole deleted scene where um, you kind of see half of it. You know when the Guardian, in Infinity War, the Guardians of the Galaxy are just floating and Spider-Man catches them. Yeah. Yeah, that's because their souls had been punched out of their body and Spider-Man had to go through into a different dimension to get their souls back and that's what he was doing. <laughs> I see, I see. I know so, there was a scene all from All sorts Endgame. of carnage, but anyway, video games. I know there was a really nice scene from Endgame because I've seen the deleted scene of them all bowing to Stark at the end. Yeah, the kneel, yeah. Which I'm really glad they took out because that, that would have... That 
Well, I was already in tears. That would have broke me in the cinema, I think. <laughs> I think that would have full-on collapsed into a party. That was, that was a very emotional moment for us. Really? Just sat there in a dark room weeping together. <laughs> <laughs> With our hands on each other's legs. <laughs> that wasn't my leg. It's the most intimate I've ever been with anyone. The other news story I forgot <laughs> to mention, I don't have the details from, but I want to brush over is The Last of Us stuff that's come out. Oh yeah. About the fact that the there non-news. is th- yeah. the third one that isn't in development. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the non I just want to say, of course they've written a third game. They've also probably written about 12 others plus Uncharted's and many other things. That's how game development works. Anyway, moving on. That's what I wanted to say there. Feel free to chime in. <laughs> yeah. I th- from the interview, it got the impression that he's gotten into a lot more detail on the third one probably than he has. would for the others. Yeah, like cool. a, he's done a proper treatment of it as opposed to just what you would do for yep. a, a pitch. Probably because he came up with an idea and went, oh. Yeah, ab- like absolutely. <laughs> and, then, and, and that's fine. Yeah. <laughs> and that probably will come out on the PS6. I refuse yeah. to believe it won't. Yeah. And I, yeah, I think we discussed this before when we, were d- when we were discussing The Last of Us Part 2, when that was out in the middle of last year, that we don't feel it needs a third one. We didn't feel it needed a second one. But if they were to give me one, I'd be all for it. For sure. Um, one thing I do disagree, like, just see, I'm not getting all weepy or blocking him or anything. Um, disagree <laughs> with Colin Moriarty about is um, he wants it to be set in the 20 years, 20 year. Yeah, I, I saw that. Yeah, I don't. That would be terrible. That yeah, would just be like that would just be your generic zombie movie, surely. I think the reason that I don't care so much about what this would be, I mean, I'd happily play it, and I think it'd be fantastic. Is that my investment in the Last of Us was the characters of Joel and Ellie. And mm-hmm. this, this won't be that. We know it won't be that. So it's just kind I of. I mean, like, The Last of Us Part Two was hardly that. I know. I, know. I mean, it was Ellie, but. But there, but there, there was. It was, it was still was, about Joel. It was about that storyline and about that relationship still. And there was a lot of them. But it was, that's what mm-hmm. I was always invested in. Um, and, you know, and I've said before, the reason that I found myself in such a strange emotional turmoil about that game is because I was invested in their relationship and what happens in that game is devastating on a personal level as opposed to Absolutely. a quality level. Um, whatever they the do people... is a th- Sorry, carry on. I was just going to say, whatever they do as a third one won't be that. We know it won't. It can't be. Um, so, meh, fine. The, yeah, the people clamoring for it as well are the ones who shat all over The Last of Us Part 2. Sure. And do they not realize that this would absolutely follow Abby as well? Yeah, that's the thing. Like, there isn't, the game will be about Abby and Lev. I think that is a fucking no-brainer. I'm sure I think that's... It, I, I think we would get a follow-up. I think it would be, again, a 50-50 split between Ellie and Abby. You're probably right. Yeah. Um, but Abby won't be going away. No, of course not. Of course not. Like, this is the one... For The Last of Us, this was the one thing where, like, the phrase, there's no such thing as bad press, came to fucking light. Like, the fact that people hated on this and just wanted to hate it for no good reason, and, like, there are obviously people out there who genuinely just dislike the game, which is fine, but um, the big hate and the big hullabaloo online was obviously just surface-level nonsense, and most of those people hadn't played it. Yeah, there you pick go. this up to prove my to prove this point that it'll be about Abby as well. It's, this is the still book that came with the collector's edition. On this side there is Ellie. On that side there is Abby. Like they're treating Abby as a major fucking character. She's not going anywhere. Well, of course she's not. 
course it's not. And I think this game will come out at some point. Yep. I just hope they do a lot of stuff in the middle. And so I, I really, really wish they weren't. Uh, why are they doing Uncharted? Again, it's one of those things where why is it being done? But we don't know enough about it still to make any judgment. So if you want to, if if these not people want to make me another the... Uncharted game, then fine, because I'm probably going to love it. Yeah, I just we're we're missing the, the concept of let us miss something is just going away. I agree. Yeah, yeah. No, I agree. Like, I, this I, should have been. I'd be happier a... if they were to fuck off for a while. I completely agree. <laughs> yeah, and and not to speak obviously, there's. If anybody's going to speak, try and speak to the quality of this Uncharted that they're making, then they're idiots. But, mm-hmm. um, but from just, I don't want it. I don't want it at all. I'll play it and I'll probably really enjoy it, but I don't want it. The only Uncharted game I want is in another four or five years' time, and it's about Cassie. Yep. This is all I want. I don't care. 100%. And then you have, I've said this several times, and then you have Nate in the Sully role. That, that's yep. all you need that's all you need stay there that's all you need to do um, and oh my god have I spoken about well I think I have spoken about The Last of Us remake yes we have spoken about The Last of Us remake together what a waste of time why are they doing that why are Naughty Dog doing that well, this, well that's because it. Naughty Dog just like to be hands on with these things same as they remade the first one themselves they did that in house they just like to do that um, what do you mean the remake oh I see the remaster sorry the first remastered. I mean, my, I mean, we've discussed this, so it won't go into too much detail. But like we said, I think the remake is just going to be simply a remake in a modern engine, which, although is unnecessary, I have zero issues with. Like, fine, if you want to do that, do that. Like, it's not a problem. I do because if they're doing that and another Uncharted, what's this other game they're doing, and how fucking far away is it? That's yeah. Well, this is where uh, Sony Bend are coming in and picking up the slack, isn't it? And San Diego. Yeah, but they're not anymore. Most of them aren't anymore. They got moved off of it, didn't they? Because they're yeah, doing they, their own game. That, a lot of that work would have still been done. So if they'd come in, picked up the slack for oh, a while. Oh, that's true. That was in, as you said, it was in 2019. Yeah. yeah and whatever but, the San Diego, San Diego team are doing, like there's more people than just Naughty Dog on this. And Naughty Dog is a much bigger studio now than what it was even five years ago. There are sure. so many more teams there. And they're hiring all the fucking time. Like, same as Santa Monica. Santa Monica absolutely have two titles in development. And they're both probably going to be fucking big, epic games. Like, mm-hmm. I think Sony are really ramping up and changing the way they're doing things at the moment. And it's kind of, I wouldn't be surprised if in about two, three years or more of this information starts to come out and we start going, holy fuck, they are doing a lot and there's a lot coming. I wouldn't be surprised if that's what's happening because there is a shift happening in how Sony are developing things and what they're making and how they're doing stuff. Because that happens. They shift business plans all the time. Like what we were getting in the first few years of the PlayStation 4, well, three or four years into the PlayStation 4 cycle was not the same as what we were getting at the end of the PS3 cycle. They changed the way they were developing things. They changed their approach and I think they'll keep doing the same. Of course they will, yeah. Business, innit? I would like to do a waste of time award this week and I've put this in because it's fucking hilarious. Have you seen this? (laughs) I've just seen the title. (laughs) Article comes from IGN and is written by Adam Bankhurst. After more than 500 days, Google Stadia, the game streaming platform that is owned by the creator of the gold standard of search engines, is finally getting a search bar. 
As detailed in the latest Stadia update, the team confirmed that the search bar on Stadia for web is rolling out now to all players this week. There will also be a new updated UI along with better library sorting that will let players keep track of their purchased free and pro games. The Stadia team also shared work in progress screenshots of upcoming features including an activity feed that will show off your best video captures, help friends find your game states with with state share and explore content from other players. Players will also soon be able to access Stadia directly through an Android web browser rather than only through the Stadia app. Additionally, captures from the gameplay will soon also be able to be deleted in bulk on web. Despite Google Stadia shutting down its internal studios earlier this year, the streaming platform is continuing to push updates and has even promised that Stadia would be getting more than 100 games in 2021, including Resident Evil Village. Now, there's another part to this which I forgot to copy and paste, which I'm really annoyed about. It's only just getting a search bar. Dumb. And it doesn't work properly. Good. It like People are searching for things. And it's not working. So there was an example where if you search for Destiny 2, it gives you all the foreign language versions of Destiny 2, (laughs) but not the English one. (laughs) If you search for Destin, then you get Destiny 2. (laughs) Google have broken the search bar. (laughs) Um... Why are they still around? <laughs> so fucking funny. <laughs> you Play Plus was meant to be their big push for 2020 as well, which never happened. I know, I know. It's all that hasn't come out. I wouldn't be surprised if it comes out on consoles before. And I don't think it's ever coming out on consoles. So there's that. Um, why are they trying to give up clothes? Agreed. Stop Agreed. It. Stop it. Anyone who thinks Stadia is the best way to play games is an invalid. <laughs> Yeah, I just wanted to put that in because I thought that was so fucking funny that I, I didn't even know it's it didn't insane. have a search bar. That's <laughs> insane. How does it not have a search bar? Like madness. I would now like to do To be fair, there's seven games on it. So <laughs> yeah, Destiny in seven different languages. <laughs> <laughs> I would like to do a hard mode this week. Because I have something that I'm excited about in video games. And I told you briefly about this the other day, but I didn't go into too much detail. So, mm-hmm. basically, I was working and I was scrolling through YouTube videos whilst working the other day, just putting shit on the background, recommended videos, all that kind of stuff. And a recommended video came up from um, Techland. And yeah. uh, it was a Ask Me Anything about, with the, the developers of Dying Light 2 which was a game announced mm-hmm. in 2019, um, assumingly coming to next-gen consoles as well, I'd imagine, but was announced for PS4 and Xbox One, sequel to Dying Light. Now, I don't remember if we discussed it, but you a fan of Dying Light? Uh, I enjoyed it. I didn't finish it. It's just one of those okay. games that... It was it was good, and I would never... And I would happily defend its dying breath of the fact that it was a good game, but... Just so I, I really remember nice. thoroughly enjoying Dying Light and being one of the games that I got well into, like way too into. And the announcement of Dying Light 2 was like, oh, excellent. Yeah, give me more of this. I loved that game. Um, and then mm-hmm. it's kind of like, it's weird because Dying Light 2, I keep forgetting exists because they're not doing anything. anything. They're just there making their game under the radar. Which is not a bad thing. Not a bad thing. But that, what they've started, the, the press they're now putting out are these ask me anythings where 
you write in, you ask your question, and they answer them. And I watched you ask me anything about it and was like, first of all, I was so impressed with the messaging they're putting across and the tone of the messaging they're putting across of we are going to tell you these things and there were a few things they said no we can't tell you all of this obviously because it's going to spoil stuff but we'll answer these questions and everything seemed really well thought out their approach to everything they were doing seemed really well thought out there was a question about how big is the map and instead of them the normal thing oh it's this big they were like right so the map is uh it was like three times the size of the previous two maps combined because the first game was two areas so and mm. then they explain saying so you got this map and you got this map and then it's those three times more um or whatever the sizing was which works out to be this distance and that distance and this distance um and these are the benefits of having that and what will be in the map like it's went into so much detail about it and i was like, okay this sounds really impressive um and what they were saying was sounding really good. Then I stumbled across, because I watched that, a video from the E3 announcements of 2019, which I seemed to miss, which was a 25-minute gameplay demo of this game mm-hmm. that was a proper, like gameplay demos used to be, start to finish with just a little bit of narration here and there to explain things that you didn't have context for because you hadn't played the 10 hours leading up to it. Like... It was done really well and made the game look really fucking good, really fun and really interesting. There were so many elements of it. I was like, yes, I need this. The things that stood out and I remember being so fun from the first one, this really fluid dynamic parkour system that combines with both melee and ranged combat at the same time because you can have a melee weapon in one hand and ranged in the other and stuff like that. There was a point where he got this fucking awesome looking like harpoon gun thing he had. And like mm-hmm. harpoon some fucking people, run out of ammo, and then you can press a button and turn it into a melee weapon instead. And he was just beating the shit out of people with the butt of this harpoon until he found more out. It just looked really clever, really good fun. And they went into a lot of detail about like story choices and about how the whole game is about choices um which normally is a case of like okay how much effect is this actually going to have on the story but from what they showed it seemed like there were actually large differences happening based off your choices i mean it changed the world more than anything yeah it was changing the world around and stuff like that um it looked really fucking good and i kind of just forgot it was there and i imagine we'll hear more of this soon and it'll be coming out soon and i think it's going to be really really good and i am really looking forward so seeing more and getting my hands on Dying Like 2 and even considered, and I might still do it, getting hold of Dying Like 1 again and giving it another play. Oh, I, was, I thought you were going to say the sacrilegious pre-order a game then. No, 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 no. Don't pre-order games. No, no, no. I only have a pre-order collector's editions, you know that. But yeah, they're from Sony First Party, so you at least have some kind of guarantee. Precisely. Um, quality assurance. Dying Light is really good. Right, I, Rich I, has I never played Dying Light, so it's decided the game that we'll be making Rich play for the first time on stream will be Dying Light. Done. Works for me. Works for me. Now we just need to find one for me. Uh, uh, which I think it's going to be really hard. The first game, well, the game will make Jack play on Twitch. Is FIFA. <laughs> I've played FIFA before. Oh. <laughs> I just have come to the concre- correct conclusion in that it's boring trash. 
Fair. It's a fair but conclusion, you know. As someone who doesn't like football, <laughs> it's fair. It's just like, uh, 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 oh, it's green pong, is what FIFA is. So, yep. Fair. Yeah. No, uh, I'll definitely give Dying Light Two a go when it does come out, if it does come out. Um, I've already played Barbie's horse riding. I'm afraid platinum. of it. Platinum and a hundred percent achievement. I played it on both platforms. <laughs> <laughs> but I will absolutely be getting Dying Light 2 I did enjoy it uh, I don't know if you ever played the co-op mode the follow -up in the following um, I did quite a bit of that as well yeah with, played uh, a lot of that with uh, Higgins a few years ago. Um, it's just really good fun Like uh, I, I did enjoy it, I didn't complete it I kind of fell off it I found the um, parkour system a bit hard to do and I, it's one of those things I've always hated the day-night cycles it, everything gets harder at night yeah. But there's no real necessity to be out at night other than one or two story missions. Yeah. So you just go, oh, it's getting dark. Sleep. I had <laughs> that. That that was one of my biggest gripes at the time was the whole idea was that when it's at night, it's really fucking hard. And it was to the point where it was like, I don't I don't want to do that. It's frustrating. That's it wasn't enjoyable. Yeah. yeah. But as you say, there was not really a reason to be at night. Um, what I did like about that, though, there were times where I found myself in a situation of, oh, fuck, it's getting dark. I need stuck. to get back. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I liked I liked what that added to the game and mm -hmm. that sense For of sure. like, shit. Um, I did enjoy that from it. I enjoyed those a couple of moments. I enjoyed getting Excalibur mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. and uh, tearing shit up with that. Um, there's just a few elements. It's, it's not a negative at Dying Light. It's more a... Uh, a gameplay mechanic that has existed in many games that I'm not a huge fan of. Weapon degradation and that kind of stuff. I hate it. It's annoying. It yep, makes yep. sense for that world, absolutely. But um, yeah, it's just something that I find a bit irritating. I often but find that, that annoying. It was a very well, good game. Um, I think we've spoken about that on this show many times before, we weapon de degradation. and It's one of those things where I think if it can be done well, then I'm okay with it. Uh, I don't have memories of it bothering me with Dying Light. It might have done. Whereas games such as Metro, it was the most frustrating thing in the world. Although I think what I said with Metro was it only ever fucking happened when I was in the middle of like a busy fucking gunfight. Like, yeah. It never happened in an easy section. It would only ever happen when I was already overwhelmed. It's almost like the game was programmed to go, fuck you! <laughs> yeah, it's like the Far Cry 2 weapon jamming bullshit. Oh my yep. god. Um but, um, yeah, I really enjoyed it. It came from the same people as Dead Island, didn't it? The first one. I think so, Probably yeah. The only one. Uh, and cause that was a, because um, that was quite rubbish. Mm -hmm. So it was quite interesting to um, see the, the, the jump in quality between those two games. And I will always remember the song in the uh, trailer for Dying Light because I enjoyed, I enjoyed the song. What was, this, what, was this, what was the song in the trailer for Dying? Uh, it was a song called Run by Run by Woodkid. Oh. Um, it's the same. Woodkid also did the Assassin's Creed Revelations trailer song. Oh. Know, the one the one where he's fighting his way up the mountain, essentially. Mm -hmm. Gets taken up. It's the same chap who did that song as well. I'll, uh, I'll look it up. I'll look it up. This 
has been press start your weekly video game podcast right here on rabbit hole media if you liked what you've been doing and what you've been doing is watching us you can follow us on twitter at rabbit hole media underscore you know rabbit hole why have i fucked that up both times today you can follow us on twitter at rabbit hole underscore uk you can subscribe to us on youtube where you can see us anytime that you wish you can follow us on twitch at rabbit hole media and you can subscribe and follow on multiple different podcast services on and around the internet Indeed. And now you can follow us on Instagram at rabbitholemedia underscore UK for all of the behind the scenes tits and bits. If you would like to support us, you can head to merch.rabbitholemedia.co.uk where you can buy a wide range of merchandise that just recently got wider. And finally, if you are watching us live on Twitch and are an Amazon Prime member, you get one free Twitch Prime membership a month. Please find it within your hearts to give your free membership to us. It will not cost you a penny, but will go a very long way in helping us bring you the shows that you love. Jack, is there anything you would like to add to this week's shenanigans? No. In which case, if you are watching us live on Twitch or if you are indeed watching later on YouTube, you can find us again on Twitch at 8pm on Tuesday evening where I will be going back to Halo, my first time playing through the series along with Rich here on the channel. We'll be starting Halo 2, so come along and join us for that. And then Thursday evening at 8pm as well. You'd also be able to find me playing Wreckfest, which is one of the PlayStation free games this month, as discussed earlier on the show. I'm going to give that a go, and I'm going to give that a go for a first time on stream. So come along and join in for that as well. Find out what that's about, etc. Then, of course, Saturday evening, we go back to Admit 1 at 8 p.m. on Twitch. We are now in our phase of waiting for Marvel to re convene so we are going through our favorite passion films as voted by you the community the first film that we will be watching and reviewing on saturdays you need to watch it before saturday is rich's choice of the fifth element so watch that then come join us on saturday evening at 8 p.m where we pick that apart have some fun have some banter and uh yeah it's gonna be great fun it's gonna be really good fun indeed it will good time indeed in indeed thank you very much for watching and jack thank you for joining me until next time we shall see you then ta-ta for now <laughs>